Sexual desires or preferences are completely different for each person, but the desires and preference to discuss them is even more different. On this episode, I will discuss with one of my good friends, Ashley, some taboos regarding sex, virginity, celibacy, and intimacy. Because let's be honest, sex is a spectrum. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Pocket of Change, the podcast. And welcome to season two. I told y'all it was going to be crazy. I know that y'all have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this season to come about. And so I'm so excited to share with y'all. Sex has always been one of those topics that you're either super open about talking or sharing about, or you're extremely closed off and you don't want to share about your sexual experience, your sexual questions, or um, lack of confidence. And so I thought it was so, so important that we discuss it on my podcast. So let's just get right into it. First, I'm going to have Ashley introduce herself, and then I'm going to ask her a series of questions. And I know y'all will really want to hear these answers. Okay, well, hey, everybody. My name is Ashley Screw. I am currently a PhD student getting my PhD in bioinformatics. I graduated from the illustrious Parkland University, class of 2017. Shout out to us. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a wig business. And uh, my sexual orientation, I am bisexual and I am single. Could you describe your first uh, conversation or first discussion about sex? Uh, like, you're talking about, like, a formal conversation, like, this is what sex is. Yes, like goes. the birds and the bees. Like, did you um, have the birds and the bees If my mama ever listened to this, she's going to be like, why you say that? But I do not remember having that conversation with an adult, <laughs> specifically a parent, as a child. Like, I absolutely remember having a conversation with her about my period, um, and I understood that you could get pregnant and, you know, get STDs, but, like, I don't even, I don't even, to be honest right now, if, if a child walked up to me and said, what is sex outside of pregnancy and STDs, I don't even know what I would say, to be honest. So that was, was never really a, that. a direct conversation. Like, sex is mm-hmm. something that two adults do when they get this, you know, this juicy feeling down there. Like, it was, it was none of that. It was just like, sex is something you shouldn't do because it's bad. You're either going to get an STD or you're going to get pregnant. And you don't want either one of those. So just don't do it. Yeah. And so do you feel like, that made you more eager to have sex because you didn't know anything about it or no, you don't feel like that had any impact. I wouldn't say that it made me more eager as much, as much as it kind of just left so many things open for interpretation. And it's almost like in order to figure it out, you either have to, somebody have to tell you or you have to, if you want to know, you got to go answer those questions for yourself. So I think sometimes the negative effects of, not really being comfortable enough to have those conversations with your children or your mentees or whomever it is, you leave it up to them to figure it out. And that in itself can be kind of dangerous, especially depending on when, you know, this child or this person is trying to answer those questions. 
Yes. Or even if the source just is not a reliable source. <laughs> like Exactly. You asking your friends, but your friends giving you advice saying that they've had sex or they've had these sexual experiences, and they might not have had it. They just want to appear as if they have the upper hand. Exactly. So um, I think that can be a very dangerous game. Uh, and I'm not saying it was a dangerous game in my case. I'm just saying I, I do think that there is a weird stigma about talking about sex in a household, specifically um, with girls. Yeah, um, because I'm going to be honest, I know for a fact my dad had that conversation with my brother, but I just don't remember oh. that conversation. Um, with your you know, mom. Yeah, like, I know he told him, like, you might be feeling some things and you may want to do things, and I can't say what he said to him as a man to say this is how you handle that. I just know they had that man to that conversation. I don't remember that, like, okay, Ashley, like, girl, this is um, what it is. Know, this This is sex, like, there were definitely conversations about around sex. Like, I don't want to be like my parents just was, like, not talking about it, but, like, you asked me the question, like, the conversation about sex specifically is just, I don't even know what that looks like. And for me, we I tried to beg my parents to have this, the birds and the bees combo, and they immediately thought, well, actually, it wasn't my, my parents. It was my dad. Um, and they immediately thought that I was having sex. They didn't even, like, they didn't even think I was curious or just trying to learn or educate myself. It was like, who are you having sex with? And I was like, I'm not. I'm a virgin. And they were still like, mm, well, that's the convo. And mm. that was pretty much it. So um, I always wonder what, what other people's personal experiences were. Like, were they having these talks at home? Because people, of course, me and my parents, we were like parents and the child. So we, when people say, like, my mom is our best friend, that was definitely not the my family dynamic. So that's why I was like, okay, maybe it was different in an environment that's, like, structured differently. But no. So who did you feel like growing up was, like, the person you would go to to ask the questions or you would ask different people? Um, I never asked nobody about sex. Um, and to be honest, like, if I was dating a guy and, you know, we was going to have sex or a girl, we would talk about sex together. And But to be honest, I didn't start having, like, real deal conversations with intimate partners about sex until very recently. And hmm. I think that that is also a thing. Like, I've talked to, like, some of my friends, you know, women and men who have I guess this is about sex, so I can talk about it. Who had trouble, like, getting off? Like, girls have trouble having orgasms. You know, some guys have trouble, you know, finishing, like, when they get a fellatio or whatever. And I think that a part of that is your inability to tell your partner what you want, right? Mm. You keep yes. letting him go down there. You keep letting her go down there and do this stuff that she she's seen somewhere or maybe her ex-wife or his ex-wife, and you don't like that. Conversations about sex are so weird or so awkward or so not had that you just keep having shitty basic ass sex and really yes and so absolutely not so you keep not liking it and it keeps not being good and then you know it's like who wants to have bad sex like if you're gonna have sex it should be good like if you're gonna eat food it should either nourish your body really well or taste really good I don't think eating just to eat like no. 
So yeah, cause you definitely take food um, back if it's not at the proper exactly exactly. So it's, it's the not, same thing. Like you would tell your yeah, waiter, okay. "Excuse me, ma'am, this is cold. Can you heat it up?" So sometimes you have to tell him or her to heat it up, and you don't have to say it in a I don't like that. This ain't right. But just without telling them that it's not right, just tell them what you want. So if they touch in the left side, you like, ooh, touch the right. But don't say, I'll touch the left. I'm just saying, touch the right. Move them to the right. Like, guide them with your hands. Like, nonverbal communication is also a thing. That's that's very true as well. Um, Yes, nonverbal communication. Because you could be saying a lot while saying nothing. Without saying nothing at all, you know? I just didn't believe that you needed to wait. I just, just, it just wasn't a belief of mine. So it's not like I just knew I was going to be out here having sex, but I just knew I wasn't waiting. Like, I'm not about to be kicking in with this man. And then we've been kicking in for a year and a half, two years, and then we have a sex after the, the marriage or the wedding. And it's, it's, I mean, nah. You can't, you can't be the only person I'm allowed to have sex with, and it don't, and it don't be good. Absolutely not. No, and people ask me And I know sex is not time. everything. I know sex no, is not, not everything. But, but if you're constantly having sex. mediocre sex with somebody, you're going to have a lot of problems in that relationship. There's going to be a lot of tension because y'all not relieving nothing if it's mediocre. And even if he keeps coming, well, like one side is, you know, being sexually stimulated and satisfied, and the other side is not, it's going to be some resentment. Because, I mean, what about me? Yeah. And I definitely so, would say that, like, that. Um, that could be a challenge because, I, I mean, I'm learning that sex is super important in relationships and not at the top, definitely not at the top, but it is in it's another one of those commas, like respect, um, intimacy, mm. sex. Ooh, I, I mean, think it's like more it's, so intimacy than sex, but I, a yeah, lot of I think that they kind of cross I would say I think they sometimes cross over, and so especially when you're dealing with someone who has a lack of knowledge about what intimacy is, then they start to mm-hmm. think that sex is the only way to be intimate. Because I yeah. definitely had that experience as being a virgin, where I'm dating men who I'm like, I want to be intimate, but I just don't want to have sex with you, and it's like, this is intimacy, and me having to teach them. Or they end up ghosting or something happens to where I never have experienced the intimacy on the level that I feel like I, I have the, that I could because people are not really interested in, in what does intimacy look like and how do I make someone feel like I'm present and not just sexually. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm navigating that thing, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. At times in the past, it definitely – was extremely difficult. So um, that's why I asked you, like, how important or is it important in a relationship or okay, just so in general with a partner? It is important, but for me, because if you're really vibing with somebody and, I, you know, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be married one day, but I do feel like I'm going to be kicking in with somebody to the point where we'll be like, okay, we just go ride this thing out together, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, you're going to get to a point in your life where you don't have sex no more. Like, biologically speaking, your libido will tend to wind down. Like, there are so many sexual experiences one has in there. In my opinion, you know, this is my belief. In, in there, this in them. So, just as much as I like having sex, you know, I love to be able to talk to somebody. Like, I don't like to have, like, if, if I'm talking to you, and I have people in my life like this, I do. And I, and you're talking and I tune you out on accident, 
we don't have good conversations. Like, yeah. if I have to catch, if I have to catch myself and reel myself back in and like tune back in to what you're saying, whatever whatever it is you say, it's just not stimulating me. It's not making me feel like I want to be vulnerable. It's not making me feel like I want to look you into the eye and give you my energy and feed back into you. And I'm not. Most of the times, it's just a negative. Woe is me. My life sucks. Type of talk. I tune that out so quickly. I just don't hear it. Because listen, you got to protect well. your energy. You have to protect Absolutely. your energy. Absolutely. But then so I feel for like... for me, one of the most... Keep going. One of the most, like, intimate things you can do is just talk. But now I'm not talking, like, what you're doing. I'm talking about, like, like, ripping everything off, all your... Breaking all your walls down and just talking to somebody. And if, Even if it's about sex. Like, I think talking about sex is a very intimate conversation because, a conversation because you have to be very vulnerable if you're going to be yes. truthful. Talking about your insecurity, talking about your real life dreams and aspirations. Like yo, that type of stuff to me, that's very intimate because that's way beyond surface and I'm not telling that to you when I first meet you. And once that, those topics get brought up so and I'm true. bringing it up and we're talking, the energy feels intimate. Even between friends, it's like, wow, this is a safe space. I feel comfortable. I'm sharing. That and I feel like also it's like not only am I sharing, not only am I comfortable, but it's like I'm not telling this to everybody. Everybody doesn't know this about me. Uh, and some things I didn't even, I have never even shared. Mm-hmm. And then I started to share it with you because you you brought out some some piece of the conversation has steered its way to me to feel comfortable enough to even bring something up that I barely even have gotten through on my own. Right. So. Yeah, and I feel like when you can have that deep, like, conversation with somebody, it's like that's what kind of makes you want to have sex with them because it's like, oh, my God, like, what? Like, I literally, you're stimulating my whole life, my whole soul. It's not just, okay, I think you're attractive, this, that, and the third. It's that, like, I, you're attractive in all facets of who you are, and that's what makes me want to pounce on you. <laughs> yeah, and that's for me. It's like if something happens to you, and all of a sudden you look different. At least I know if I close my eyes, I would still feel like. And I'm not saying it like that, but like you, I just, I don't want to have to see you with my eyes open. I want to see you with my eyes closed. So deep diving down there, but like <laughs> you should be comfortable enough with yourself to want to know what makes you feel good. Because why not? You deserve to feel good just like anybody else. So just get more in tune with yourself. Like, do some sensual or intimate things with yourself, like like a goddess bath or, like, that type of self-care, like very feminine and sexual, shaving. I don't know, put on certain types of lotions. Like, you might like massages. It don't have to all be very raunchy, raw, like, Pornhub-type sexual. That's what gets me off. Like, for you, it could be a certain type of conversation. You might like to read together or, like, I don't know, eat chocolate and strawberries, have rub this lotion on my back. So, but you have to figure out what puts you in the mood to be comfortable enough to at least let your own guard down for yourself before you can go explore it, in my opinion, with someone else. No, but you're not the only person who stated that. But then also I think it's not the issue of wanting to understand and be comfortable with myself. I think the challenge is that, like, the territory that I might fall into when I do get comfortable with myself. Like, will temptation start to face and, like, 
at a higher rate or like I just I don't know. But then at the same time it's like, you know, I I have a very what's it called? I'm very disciplined. So mm-hmm. it's a battle. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a battle. But my next question is any advice for how to get creative in the bedroom? Like you talked about communicating with your partner about what you like, but how open are you to necessarily creativity of things that you don't communicate? Like if you don't share that you want this, are you okay with your partner doing it anyway type of thing? Oh, like kind of stuff. Yes, like trying, like, I don't know, toys or. Uh, oh, I love toys. But you've been to my birthday parties. Like, I've had parties where, like, right. the lady come in right. and that's what you're selling, you know, like. Yeah, but I didn't know if you anyway. used those toys, like, boring. Yeah. I didn't know if that was, like, on your Girl, own. Yes. <laughs> Together, separate, you know. It, it just depends on, again, I think that. So it's not like a every every you know relationship I've been ever used to it. Every everybody ain't cool with that. Like there are some no girls I've been with are not into tours, okay. But guys, they I don't know. I don't know if they be intimidated. I don't and and now, I don't sometimes know if people just say it feels emasculating. Like you feel like that okay, but it can't... sucks to be having sex with somebody that can't make you come. So like if you need a little bit of help, go ahead and let me <laughs> grab this bullet. So we can make this do what it do because it's not fair that you, your manhood is the reason I can't come. No. But I think at the same time, they feel like, dang, why can't I do it? And then we got to intercede by adding to Because you don't it. listen. Because you like to fuck. <laughs> like we make a little Pornhub amateur video and we not. <laughs> I love what they do because them girls be faking. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. You cannot learn from a video of a bunch of fucking actors. Oops, I'm doing it again. They are paid okay, to make it look like it's fun. And, I mean, not for nothing, I've seen documentaries where, you know, you go behind the scenes and the girls is like, yeah, I probably grow like 10%, 20% of the time. So you're watching these videos and these girls be faking it. And not yes. for nothing, dang, it's going to sound like I watch a lot of porn, but I don't watch that much porn. Guys. But not for nothing, you, if you're a girl, you know, one, what it's like to come. Especially if you've done it before. Two, it, you can see it. Like, the vagina will convulse the same way, like, a penis will convulse when it nuts. Like, it will kind of pulse, and the dick will bounce up and down. Like, that shit can be seen. They will zoom all the way in and shit like, I'm coming. I'm like, nah, but who? You know, like, so you cannot, you, you have to talk to your partner. Because I have hey, sat so around with my friends, and there are things that I love that, that them girls, it will make the girls leave the room. Do not do that to them. But do that to me. <laughs> Conversate for real. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying. That means. guys too. Like I've had conversations with guys where some of them <laughs> like to get their ass in, and some of them don't. Like, but you can't just go around eating no, ass. You, I'm oh saying, you can't my just goodness, that. cut that out. <laughs> I am. My mouth is just. You cannot go around. Can I? Can you edit it like that, or should we start that over? Say you just start this. that over. Okay. You should definitely, Cass, I'm really going to try to be as open this season, really, but definitely this episode, I'm trying to be as open as I can, some controversial mm-hmm. topics, um, just transitioning, like, my audience, of course, is um, believers, 
but it's from a millennial perspective because I think so often we don't talk about these conversations as believers or as Christians. And so that's why we go into these territories and we feel like God is shaming us or, or we, we can't go back. We feel like we can't go to church because we, we've uh, fallen into temptation or all these different taboos that like, okay, we can mm-hmm. still have this discussion and I don't have to be out here bounce a biggity every night. Like it's really okay. So mm-hmm. uh, it also makes it when you talked about like, I can't just be having sex with you in a park. It's like, it, it makes it like, okay. Sometimes <laughs> people, people who don't have sex myself and some of my friends, it's like, they feel like people who are having sex just want to like, just like having crazy sex. And it's not necessarily always that. So just kind of seeing both sides also will help people to understand, like, sex is a spectrum. You might want to do that. So I know listening in on our discussion, it was probably like, wow, I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. And I think that's the important thing about sex. And I think that's the important reason why I decided to discuss it. So if you have any perspectives that you would like to share, feel free to send them in to me. I will make sure I share with my audience because we only gave two perspectives of sex from a virgin and someone who's not. So imagine the range of um, conversation we could have. And so my goal and my hope is that eventually I'll be able to have larger platforms where I can talk about sex. I can talk about controversial co- topics. So it's not just, oh, okay, that's what they think. It's, this is a large audience thinking about different things and it might not be the same. And that's the beauty in it. This is the part of the episode called Let's Talk About It, where I talk about anything and everything. So let's talk about how I used to be so nervous to tell people that I was a virgin. Like, I just felt like people were going to judge me. Um, I was less than other people who were having sex. And so... I started to find myself really in college and you know everybody finds themselves in the different stages of their lives and I feel like I really went through a hard time of just identity crisis because I had been a virgin for so long and I'm still a virgin but I had so many people telling me what I should do and I was the person who wanted to be approved by everybody so I was trying to figure out how can I still be myself but fit into the mold that everyone thinks that I am. And so I really went through a hard time. But now I can say on the other side, I'm so glad that I stayed um, steadfast and just kind of like confident. And that confidence, I think, went in waves. It went from, okay, I am so nervous to be a virgin to, oh my God, I don't want to tell anybody I'm a virgin to, okay, I'm happy to be a virgin to, okay, it doesn't matter what other people think about my virginity because there are people who are not a virgin but they're not having sex and there are people who are having sex and never wanted to be a virgin and there's so many different people which is why I gave this title of sex is a spectrum because it's it's I'm having sex and I don't want to tell you I'm having sex it's I'm having lots of sex and I want to tell everybody about it it's I'm having sex with one partner and it's not good and I don't want to talk about it because then it will make it seem like I 
don't don't know my worth is it's so many ways that we can talk about sex that's like okay why was I ever scared to share my experience number one but why was I ever scared to um have that discussion about how how awkward it can be because if you share that you are not as knowledgeable then you feel like sometimes you're less than And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that if you are unaware about something, ask somebody because it's nothing worse than just walking around being ignorant. I mean, come on. Imagine the knowledge that you could have if you ask five people about one specific topic. And this week, it just happens to be about sex, but I'm talking about in general, You don't want to ever be in a space where you have the opportunity to be knowledgeable, but instead you choose to be ignorant because you're scared. So avoid ignorance if you have the chance to be knowledgeable. So the it's of the week this week are as follows. So the It's of the Week this week, first is going to be the song called Lonely, and it's by Chloe and Hallie. And they just came out with their album called Ungodly Hour, and it actually is really good. Now, there are some songs that I'm not really vibing with, but you know, for the most part, they're all good songs. And the one that really sticks out to me in particular for this episode, and then just in general, I think it might be one of my favorites on the album, is called Lonely. And it just talks about being prepared um, to be like, you're not going to find your next one because you're lonely. It's going to be when it's time. And so I think that was a really good message to pass on because so t- so many times or so often we uh, hope that we're going to find our significant other because we're lonely. And we need to tap into what is that loneliness first before we can bring someone else into the fold. Um, also another song that's really good on the album is called busy boy. So between those two songs, um, lonely is going to be the top one for this week. Next is going to be the scripture of the week this week. And it's coming from Hebrews eleven six. Hebrews eleven six, And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he is, ex- he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So, And without faith, it is impossible to believe or please him. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So um, I, I think that's a really good scripture this week as well, because I think oftentimes we condemn ourselves for the thoughts that we have and we don't seek we don't seek God. We don't have faith that he's actually there um, to to help us in our needs or in our challenges of ungodly thoughts or negative thoughts or places we don't want to be. We just kind of are like, okay, well, I guess I'll figure it out how to get out of here. And so that message or that scripture, I really want you all to read and um, ponder on if you're in a space where you feel like you you don't know who to turn to. You don't know what to do. God is going to be there. You just have to seek him and believe that he's there in a response. Um, And so the blessing of the week this week is actually, I'm just getting into a rhythm where I'm protecting my peace. 
Like, I'm not allowing negative things to be in my space. And if so, if negative things are transpiring, I'm responding with positivity so that it doesn't cause me to have any strife throughout the rest of my week. So if that means I'm putting my phone on do not disturb, if that means I'm just ignoring communication until it's necessary, I'm doing that and being okay with doing that. Because for a while, I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't want to disappoint this person or disappoint that person. But like, what do I want? And that's really hard for me to identify because it's so often that I've been, okay, how do I make sure that they're okay? How do I make sure this thing is good? Instead of, okay, wait, what do you want? And it's okay to want that in opposition to what somebody else wants. So I encourage y'all to focus on yourselves. It is okay to say no to lots of things, little things. Um, even if in the beginning you said, actually, I want that, but then you change your mind. People change their mind every day and you're okay. It's okay to do that. Um, and also I say in this time, uh, focus on the little things. I know it's so much going on in the world right now, but I promise you, if you focus on the little good things that are happening, you will be able to get through the day. And I promise you, I promise you will get easier and easier every single day. Feel free to listen in on when I got super, super candid with a group of my friends. So if you want to hear about some, maybe a little more on the raunchy side conversation about sex or some things that we as women go through when we're talking about sex, having sexual intercourse, tune into that. This is the last portion of the episode. I'm so happy y'all listened in. Yeah, I care about it. I don't really think it's you know, that important, not really. He told me he thought he was going to marry me without it because I had never done it until we got married. Oh, you changed his life on wedding night. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it was wedding night. So, yeah. excuse me. But but I prefer it. Oral has to come first before we have... That's like a prerequisite. Like, however he does me first, I do him first. It has to happen prior to us. <laughs> so, the question is, would you be okay if you did him and he didn't do having sex with but him like come on let's be real like right now yeah at the same time yeah. do you think that men see, it don't matter who do you agree that men have sex can have sex with anyone like it's not like like for sometimes with women it's like you have to have emotional tide or an attachment piece do you feel like that's a double standard or you feel like that's true that men can have sex with anybody and women I feel like it's a double standard i feel like women can have sex with men and whatnot because I don't give a fuck. I done had sex with people and told them, don't fucking call me no more. I mean, I've been ruthless before. When I first lost my virginity, I was that girl like, okay, we had sex and we're together. And I quickly learned in college, bitch, no, we're not. Like, <laughs> you kiss me good. I'm following up. Oh, <laughs> no, for real. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Text her back. Let's hang that's out. It like, was. it's a lot. Ooh, that's yeah. How it was. Yes. But see, I would see that's different. So, as far as like bringing back to the bringing condoms to the situation, like as a female, like I have four condoms. And the, I've never got like, oh, I don't trust you or I don't want that. It's more of like, I've worn condoms because the thing is, I like to be kind of mm-hmm. in control of my sexual experience. So it's just like, 
I'm ready, like, you know, that's like coming and like to the guy that was like sexy to him, like, oh, okay. Well, she I already knows. Because the I'm coming to him, like, I want you and I'm ready for you. Like, I already got the, in the bag, like, let's go. And like to him, that was like, oh, you know, like, yeah, you know, you cool, whatever. I don't know, maybe to his homeboys, it's just like, yeah, she a hoe or whatever. But as far as like the response I got to him in a moment, it's, it's not like, like okay, that. that's cool. Like, you know, you got your own, he got some. Because, you know, but I have had it to where, you know, of course, when you're comfortable with someone and you have been using condoms, then sometimes they become like less and less and less, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. But as far as like me being like, this is like a new thing or our first hookup or whatever, I always have bring my own. Because I like so, what I like. And then I also had a guy that tried to use those ice and fire hot condoms and I did not like oh, that. Oh, yeah. shit. I did not like that. I did not like that. Those little sensational condoms. Yeah. I just want plain Jane yeah, regular plain condoms. Jane. Yeah. So and that... Then, so it's kind of... Then I also know what I want and what I don't want, too. So it's just kind of like... I think I'm allergic to latex. I don't know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was just about oh, to ask. That's why I never brought a condom. Not saying it's bad. I, I've just asked. I've never brought one. Nobody oh, ever said that to me. I was going to ask, like, <laughs> this might be a funny question, but off. because I don't know, it's like, does the woman put the condom on? No, the dude always does. So, how do you ensure, while he's feeling like you might poke some holes, how do you know if he did put the condom on? I mean, I'm looking yeah. at him. But I mean, like, it's down there. <laughs> but I'm not and you're, like this. I'm oh. like, okay, like, <laughs> You're like, what, sis? I see what you I mean, because I'm saying it's like any different. It doesn't feel any different. It's just the the risk and the excitement of like. The possible pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> That's got me stressed. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm like, do I have a baby? Thank y'all for tuning in to Pocket of Change, the podcast, recorded every Sunday for listeners just like you. Once again, I say, stay wise, stay humble, and always stay lifted.